This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, May 13th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? Could be a little better, uh, dealing with the migraine, but I'm going to power through for the, the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, looks like it should be a pretty easy day to cover, so hopefully we can get in and out, uh, podcast for you guys and uh, some good advice yeah appreciate that glad you could uh, make the show it's important to us to make every day we don't have a guest this week it's just brad and i hold down the fort but that's okay uh doing our live show here on friday morning and uh, we have a chat box going too uh, on the site so if you're watching this live you can uh, ask us questions you can always tweet at us and we can interact as part of the show and, and get you to be part of the recording and uh if you're listening to this not live you can get to hear those people's questions as well but uh, it should be a typical podcast other than that. Yeah, Brad, we're going to look at games for Friday the 13th. And uh, there's the one-day game we get to ignore, yep. which is Liriano at Hamill uh, in Chicago, which seems like an interesting game. I'm excited to see it, like the day baseball. But it doesn't really fit our DFS slate. Uh, we got a bunch of games for the evening. And uh, you're running another Daily Grind Invitational for today. And I posted that link up, too. But, um, again, remind us what's going on with that and how players can uh, join in with you. Yeah, so it's just a, a daily thing we're doing. Uh, probably not doing Sundays, uh, but any other day I'm getting together a little contest, uh, keeping a leaderboard of who does well and uh, who places in the contests. And so at the end of the year, if you're a frequent competitor, even if you just show up sometimes, you'll get to see how you did on the leaderboard. That's the gist of it. Uh, mostly, uh, lately we've been on DraftKings a lot just because they let you do more than 20 users. And I'm also having a better season on DraftKings, so that, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, leads me in that direction a little more, too. Yeah. Uh, Fangle caps you off at 20 users, uh, so I use them for the smaller contests usually. Cool. Well, yeah, you can find that uh, on, on Brad's Twitter, at BaseballATeam. You can also find it you know, in the Fangraphs post, but... If you're watching live and you and you want to join us, or uh, if you if you catch this podcast later today, and you want to join that contest and play with Brad and other uh, Rotographs listeners, it's a good way to participate uh, for sure. Um, and Brad's gonna help give you some tips for today, trying to not show all his cards on exactly where he's going, but uh, but get some options. So, um, Brad, let's go ahead and get into these uh, matchups for Friday, and. Uh, the hardest one is often catcher, but it was especially tricky on this day for me. Uh, where do you think you're going to go at catcher for Friday? I had a few choices I felt were pretty good today. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 3,300 on FanDuel, and I, I'm looking at FanDuel as I present all this. DraftKings, I found, was a little tougher today. The pricing was uh, much more taut. Uh but on FanDuel, 3,300, you can get Jonathan Lucroy, Buster Posey, or Victor Martinez. Uh, all of them solid plays today. Uh, Luke Roy's up against Christian Friedrich, uh, lefty. Uh, it's at Miller Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just he he loves lefties. Miller Park's good for home runs. Uh, the Padres bullpen isn't anything to be scared of. Uh, so there, there's a lot to like about that matchup. Uh, Buster Posey, he's, he's Buster Posey. You know that that price is pretty uh, sad <laughs> for him. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a, a good day to target him on Fanduel. And, and then B. Mart's uh, running hot. Yeah. He, he's playing at Camden Yards, good park for power. Uh, so another one that's a, a good matchup, good day to use him. Um, yeah, Posey gets Shelby Miller. Talking about has been a little bit <laughs> sad. Like, that's one of those, 
Didn't look like a great uh, uh, trade in the offseason for a lot of people, and it hasn't gotten a lot better. And even when he stopped <laughs> allowing a million runs, his control numbers don't look good. Like, something's not right. So uh, I'm not scared of that matchup with Shelby Miller for Buster Posey or the Giants at all. And then, yeah, you mentioned Luke Roy gets Christian Friedrich, who I believe is making his Padres debut, was kind yeah. of a, uh, a Rockies guy for a while, mostly kind of a reliever, just... Like most Rocky starters, maybe showed a little bit of promise, but nothing ever came of it. So, can he revive with the Padres? Maybe, but right now I'm not worried about him at all either. So, I think we'll be picking a, a lot of Padres, especially because Friedrich's left-handed, and there's so many right-handed uh, Brewers. So, so pardon me, we'll be picking a lot of Brewers uh, today, <laughs> for sure. Um, I like V-Mark getting the Tillman. That'll be just fine. Um, I have two more names. Uh, actually, I have three more names. I have Russell Martin who's just been really bad so far this year. But um, the Blue yeah. Jays get Martin Perez, and I believe they were supposed to get Derek Holland, but they tried to shuffle Derek Holland around because he did so bad against them last time. But they shuffle around, and instead they're going with like Martin Perez. And it's like he has 25 <laughs> strikeouts to 23 walks. He's also been a bad lefty. Uh, right. It's The Rangers-Blue Jays is such a bad matchup for Texas. Um, yeah. Anyway... Uh, I so, want to believe in Martin. He, I do he just too. looks so broken right now. I, Strikeouts are way up, and that's a huge concern, and there's no power numbers whatsoever. Yeah, Russell Martin's looked real bad. I don't... I'm scared if I own him in fantasy. This is the matchup to try and kickstart him. Yeah. It is the, the tough lefty. I don't fully believe, but if if you believe in Russell Martin, this is, this is where you go. Um, so, yeah, you can go with that. Hopefully there's at least a lot of people on base for him. Um, and then the other two I had, uh, JT Real Muto gets Gio Gonzalez. They're not batting him lead off again lately, but I like him when he gets a lefty. Gio Gonzalez has been darn good this year, though. So that's not a great matchup. I like him against lefties. Good years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I like JT Real Muto for sure. And I like him when he gets a lefty, but it's not great. And then, um, I wrote Christian Vasquez getting Lance McCullers. Um, I like Lance McCullers. This is his 2016 debut. I don't think Christian Vasquez hits that well, but that Red Sox lineup will not stop hitting. And I don't know that, like, being hot means they're going to stay hot at all, but they are wearing out. I mean, they already started out against Keuchel, wearing out the the Astros. McCullers could do fine, but if you just want a cheap catcher who's a part of a hot offense, has plenty of guys to drive in and and could do well in the game, um, that's my punt at catcher, is Christian Vasquez. Uh, Based basically solely on the supporting cast around him. He's not a, not a exciting hitter, but if you want to punt and hopefully get some RBIs or runs, there you go. Um, do you have any other catchers for Friday? One more. Sure. Carlos Ruiz okay. up against Brandon Finnegan. Yeah. Uh, it's a lefty. Carlos is actually quite good against lefties. Mm-hmm. And more to the point, he's quite good this season. Uh, they're not starting him. He's a backup. Uh, so he's staying fresh, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's been the main issue for him in recent seasons. Is he's yeah. just he's been leaned on too much, and uh, as a I think he's thirty four or thirty five now, uh, just a little too old to handle that everyday duty, sure. and uh, you know stay on top of his game too. Uh, but he's an advanced hitter. Uh, like I said, he's hitting lefties well. Uh, he's going. He has a 300, 462, 900 line this season oh against boy. lefties. Oh and boy. obviously it's a tiny sample. Uh, but, yeah, two of his three home runs. Uh, it's just looking like a good play today. You can get it done. Yeah, no, I don't mind that. Again, uh, I've said this before on the show that I'm okay with punting at catcher because even when you get a good one, the ceiling is 
pretty relative, and, and it's, it's an okay place to not only go cheap, but go somewhere that other people aren't going to go, and hopefully work your way into some points there. And if you get a zero at catcher, it's not the end of the world. Um, Alright, on to first base, Brad. Uh, first base is where there's usually a ton of options. I'm sure you have plenty. We do these Friday slates, 14 games. Um, it's hard to go wrong. I don't like to take risks at first base, because everybody's going to get a bunch of points. Um, where are you actually thinking of going at first base? I, I found first base to be a little challenging today. Most of the preparation I do is in the bargain department, and mm-hmm. so I, I didn't really find too many bargains I liked today. Uh, there, there's some higher-priced guys I do like, though. Uh, Chris Davis up against Justin Verlander, who's mm-hmm. proving to be homer-prone this year. Yes, uh, he is. Trying to throw through too many bats, mm-hmm. and it's not working for him. Visiting Camden Yards, I, I see that as being a potential three-home run outing for him. And Davis is an obvious pick for one of those home runs. Sure. Uh, also, like Brandon Belt up against Shelby Miller, uh, a yeah. guy who you know, I, I think about picking on him today at Chase Field. Uh, it's a good uh, park for hitters, and Miller's obviously just not really been here this year uh, in terms of uh, you know what we like to see from pitchers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything's in the wrong direction this year. Uh, the Guys I like in the cheaper end, the main one I'm looking at, I think, is Pedro Alvarez. Uh, we talked about Chris Davis. Uh, Alvarez is actually hitting pretty well recently. Uh, I think in his last 12 games, uh, talk about arbitrary endpoints, uh, but it's something like 300, 370, 500. Uh, so he's swinging a good bat right now, and... Again, uh, Verlander's guy's going to be giving up home runs most likely, and yeah. Alvarez is a good bet for hitting one of them. Yep, he's a hot and cold player, but clearly things are, are going okay right now, so I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, do you like Lucas Duda going to Colorado? He gets John Gray. We like John Gray a little bit, but not so much in Colorado. So it's a tough yeah, matchup. Yeah, it, it's not a gimme matchup, but... Mm-hmm. Being at Coors Field, obviously, it's something worth targeting and thinking about. Uh, especially on FanDuel, I think his price tag is a lot better than on DraftKings, which DraftKings is very proactive about the Coors matchup. Anyone who lands in Colorado, their price gets bumped thousands of dollars, it yeah. seems. Uh, so he, he, he definitely is a better play on FanDuel today. Yeah. Um, I wrote uh, Edwin Encarnacion getting Martin Perez can be picking Blue Jays all day. I yeah. think that's a, a fine matchup Why not? for him. Um, I have Chris Carter getting Christian Friedrich. Again, uh, Brewers mm-hmm. right-handers getting getting that lefty that's unproven. It's in Miller Park. If you are a Chris Carter believer, and I am, I think there's homers to be had there. Um, I wrote Carlos Santana getting uh, Ricky in Alaska just because Santana's yeah. getting on base. It's what he does. It's been a fine year for him. He should be fine. Yeah. Uh I wrote Jose Abreu getting Luis Severino at Yankee Stadium. Luis Severino is getting murdered by right-handers. Oh, yeah. The reverse homer split. Prone. Very homer-prone. Mm-hmm. It's Yankee Stadium. Can't handle righties. Jose Abreu is a right-hander who likes to hit righties. Like, if you believe in Abreu, and you should, he hasn't been great this year, but he's been certainly good enough. Uh, that's a good one. Um, Joy Votto gets Jeremy Hellickson. That's, that's a high-ceiling one. That'll be fine. Uh, Eric Hosmer gets Julio Tehran. Julio Tehran... Has been confident this year, but he's still showing the bad splits. He's still struggling with left-handed batters quite a bit. Um, that That's still there, and so that, that's fine for Hosmer. I also wrote uh, 
Do you believe in Ryan Zimmerman any more than Dusty Baker does? Uh, especially because, especially as they move him down in the order, he now has Bryce Harper and Red Hot Daniel Murphy in front of him. So even if he isn't great, he has a good spot to bat for right. for points. Um, and he gets Tom Kohler, who's not been good. Uh, so are you thinking about Ryan Zimmerman and DFS because he's been bad, that becoming a good thing for him as he gets moved down? Yeah, he's definitely someone you can use. And he, he hasn't even been that bad lately. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at his last 10 games and he's got some pretty big ones. Uh, there was the two homer one the other day and uh, several multi-hit contests too. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, there's plenty of opportunity to drive in runs uh, there's a few guys who can drive him in, but he's less likely to score than to drive in runs. Yeah. They just, I, he had those couple of games, especially against Chicago, where he <laughs> left a million guys on base. And I feel <laughs> like that kind of marred his reputation of, oh, he can't drive anyone in. And, and it worked because it moved him down the order and Dusty, you know, was affected. But, uh, but it's like, he's still a fine hitter, even if he wasn't what he was before. And he's, those hits are going to come. He's not going to leave everybody yeah. on base. So again, it's Tom Kohler today. He should be fine. It's not, you know, oh, an yeah. upper tier first base option, but I think there, there could be some points there for sure. Um, Tom I, Kohler on the road. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, the, his bad reputation can become a good DFS thing, uh, in that way. Um, the only other name I had is, uh, Byung-ho Park getting Josh Tomlin. Josh Tomlin can be okay, but he's also pretty homer prone. So I like to think about him there. And Byung-ho Park's hit right-handers just fine this year. Mm-hmm. So if you believe in his power, I don't think he's a lefties only guy. Um, any other first baseman for you? Just to rattle off a few, uh, mm-hmm. Joe Maurer, same, same kind of principle as with, uh, Park. Mm-hmm. Maurer's got less power, obviously, but, uh, I, I think the fit actually, uh, against the fly ball pitcher, Maurer tends to lean more towards the grounders. Uh, that mm-hmm. usually favors the hitter. And it's that Cleveland, which is actually quite friendly to lefty power, uh, very tough on righty power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're thinking about a twin trying to exploit Tomlin, uh, Maurer might be the, the sneaky one to go for home runs sure. as opposed to Park. Um, Miguel Cabrera, uh, good price on FanDuel today, 3600 up against Chris Tillman. Uh, Tillman's a good pitcher. Uh, not great, just good. Mm-hmm. And Cabrera is still Miguel Cabrera. You know, sure. he's not quite performing at his peak level, but he still has his very good days in it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't shy away there. Um, okay, at second base, I had eight guys. Um, I'm starting with Jonathan Scope against Verlander because I was right there with you in terms of Verlander's been homer prone. I'm a Verlander owner, and you're like he. He's pitching <laughs> fine outside of putting him over the wall all the time, and Jonathan Scope yeah. can run into one. Um, I have Ian Kinsler getting Chris Tillman in the same game. Um, Tillman has always had kind of confounding splits. Uh, it's not even reverse. They just kind of alternate all the time, and, and overall yeah. in his career, they're close to even. So I think Ian Kinsler can do fine. Um, I, I've said this plenty, that when I don't know who's going to do the scoring, but I think that a team will score runs, like all those right-handed Tigers... Kind of like the leadoff guy, just because I'm hoping that he's going to get involved there. And Kinsler is just confident on his own. I have Daniel Murphy getting Tom Kohler, batting behind Harper and before Zimmerman. Uh, we used to like Tom Kohler as a streamer uh, at home, and this is him on the road. And he hasn't been good anywhere this year, uh, so it's fine to pick on him. I have Jason Kipnis getting Ricky Nolasco. That's just a confident hitter getting a bad pitcher. Uh, there's, there's not much to dive in on, on Kipnis for me. 
have Rugnet Odor getting R.A. Dickey. Um, getting the knuckleballer is always kind of a question mark, but Rugnet Odor has quietly been pretty good again this year. He's a, I wanted to say he was underrated for a while, and then everybody got really on the train, but I just haven't heard much about him lately, and it's not like he's been bad this year. So I still trust Rugnet Odor. Um, I have Neil Walker getting John Gray in Colorado. You're going to pay for that, but I think he'll be just fine. Um, I have Joe Panic getting Shelby Miller. I like any of those Giants getting him. It's going to pick on him all day. And then lastly, I have uh, Robinson Cano getting Nick Tropiano. And I think that game's going to be interesting, Tropiano at Carnes. Um, I, I like both those guys as spot starters. But Robinson Cano can hit fine. Uh, obviously, he's having a, a good power year. And Tropiano, who we like and he's interesting as a streamer, he does have his problems with lefties still, and they're mostly showing up in the control numbers. I don't think it's a huge, weak platoon split by any means, but if you want to go after him, I, I think uh, left-handed batter like knows the way to go. So I have a bunch of options at second base. None of them really jump off the page to me, just a lot of uh, decent ones. Is there anybody I missed that, that you like especially? I'm with you on Cano. I, I was waiting for you not to say that's just so I had someone to bring up. Uh, for the most part, I think you've you've covered the basics. Uh, it's it's not a great day for going after particularly cheap guys either. Cesar Hernandez is one I picked out. Uh, very cheap on both sites. Uh, there's a reason he's not particularly good. <laughs> he's uh, up against the lefty though. He has a slightly better swing from the right side. Uh, there's it looks better, like scouting-wise, if you kind of break down the mechanics of it. it looks like it should produce more power than his left-handed swing. That's mm-hmm. uh, not really how the numbers have played out yet, but we're still working with small samples, so uh, I'm willing to believe the scouting report a little more than just the raw data. Uh, in any case, Brandon Finnegan, not someone I'm terrified of, and also the Reds' bullpen, also terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's potential for Hernandez to be pretty good, especially as a two-hitter today. Yeah, if you need a punt and second base, it's always good to have those options. And I agree. There's Against the Reds, I'll take just about anybody that can hit. Like, that would be just fine. Anybody else for you at second base? Uh, that about covers it. Yeah, there's a lot of options, a lot of places to go. None of them that I have an exclamation point next to. Just a lot of them that I am just fine with. Um, Brad, take us away at third base. What are you thinking there? I, I write a... Uh... The Daily Bargains on FanDuel for Roto World. Mm-hmm. And I'm about halfway through today's article on it. And so far, it's been a collection of Phillies. Yeah. Uh, Michael Franco is 2,700 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up against a lefty, Brandon Finnegan. He's got yeah. huge power numbers against lefties. Yes, he does. Uh, so just looking like a great play today. Uh, you, get, you got the Reds bullpen, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've got something of an accidental Philly stack prepared yeah. for uh, if you're looking to get bargains together, uh, which makes sense if you maybe are using Chris Sale. Yeah. At the, the the top end of the pool is also looking pretty good today at third base. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not I'm not scared of Matt Harvey at Coors Field. Uh, so if you have the money, go ahead and pick Nolan Arenado. Yeah. I, I, Harvey's had enough trouble at sea level that uh, you know a Coors Field game could really turn into a slugging match. Yeah. Uh, also loving Josh Donaldson against Martin Perez. Uh, <laughs> matchup can't get much better. Yeah. And then uh, Manny Machado against Justin Berlander, another expensive guy who's just really good matchup. And on DraftKings, you can pick him as a shortstop, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a pretty darn good shortstop pick there, uh, for sure. 
Uh, people are talking about once he slid over to shortstop with Hardy out, does he immediately become the best shortstop in baseball? And it's like, depends right on, now, yeah. depends on yeah. how you measure that, but yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, he, the answer's yes until uh, Carlos Correa gets out of his, I'll call it a sophomore slump. He's still hitting very well, but uh, not anything like last year. My Eugenio Suarez pick, already going okay. He's he's outpacing Correa in home runs. And then I don't look like a total <laughs> idiot yet. Uh, yeah, as long as I can cling to that one. But um, Machado getting Verlander, yeah, I don't think anybody can afford the full Orioles stack, but if you want to go with no. the Orioles hitters and, and get plenty of them, once you get fit, that'll be good. I wrote uh, Nick Castellanos getting Tillman. Castellanos prefers lefties, but he's so on fire, I'm not sure it matters. And again, Tillman doesn't have any specific split. He's kind of across the board. Okay, not great. Um, I have uh, Todd Frazier getting Luis Severino. Todd Frazier prefers lefties, but again, Severino's just been mashed by righties so hard that uh, Todd Frazier gets in there at Yankee Stadium. He's been pretty darn good for the White Sox, and, and so I think Severino's bad. Um, the Yankees bullpen's pretty good, but it's also Yankee Stadium, so I'm fine with that. I love Franco. I love Donaldson. Um, I, the other two I have are Matt Duffy getting Shelby Miller. I love all those Giants lefties. Uh, Duffy's right-handed. Um, I like that lineup, though, up and down. Duffy hasn't been great this year. Uh, I believe he can be okay, and I think there'll be a lot of runs there. So him being a little cold is kind of counteracted by the supporting cast. I think he'll be fine. And Shelby Miller's been bad. And the D-Packs bullpen isn't good. And it's a good place to hit. So uh, even if you're down on Duffy, I think he's fine. Um, and then finally, I have Matt Carpenter getting Ross Stripling. Yes. Uh, Matt Carpenter, when he gets a righty, is awesome. And even he's not terrible against lefties. But in time it's a righty, it's just about a green light. Uh, and I think they'll, they'll score plenty against Ross Stripling. And the Dodgers bullpen, that's been okay. Um, yeah. You have any other third baseman? Uh, a couple more. Uh, getting back to Carpenter, uh, mm. since last year when his power turned on, uh, he, he's been rather streaky with it. And over the last five days, he has four home runs, yeah. uh, including a multi-homer game. Uh, just running super hot right now, and Ross, uh, Ross Strickland, uh, not really someone who stands out as a, a major league starter even uh have more of a swing man in my opinion yeah i know he had that good game to start the season and that's got everyone anchored to uh you know better expectations uh, but there there's not too much there in the profile that says must be in a starting rotation uh another guy like uh, david wright at course field uh, assuming he's playing uh he gets frequent days off. I think he's dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury right now in addition to the back problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but course field, anytime you can get that in play, go ahead and do it. Yeah. And then uh, I also like Adrian Beltre against Ari Dickey, uh, okay. just a guy who's you know, really good at hitting. Yeah, righty and righty shouldn't really matter with Ari yeah, Dickey. Not, not that big a deal with Beltre. I, yeah. I know he's a lefty mash, masher, but I still like him against righties too. Yeah. We have someone in our chat named Sam that says, nice call on the Suarez prediction. And I'm not bringing that up just to uh, to gloat, because uh, Suarez has been pretty okay this year, and he's at third base. And I, if you look at his splits, he's mashing lefties and not hitting righties, really. It's something like yeah. a 650 to a 900 OPS split. So I love him absolutely anytime he gets a lefty. I want to see him do a little bit better against righties. Um, 
But uh, yeah, today he today he's getting Helix in. So if you want to go Suarez, I guess because Helix is not great. But I think to to exploit Suarez, you you want the the lefty matchup. And if so, I'm all in. And yeah, there's power there, which was specifically what I was was predicting. Uh, not that I in any way think he's better than Correa. I just wanted a, a higher homer total this year. Um, okay, so putting options at third base, shortstop is usually the tough one, uh, other than catcher. Um, we said Machado can, can apply in some formats, and that's a green light from us. Uh, where else are you thinking at shortstop? Well, course field game, you got Trevor Story. Uh, you also have Ash Drubal Cabrera. I, I think you can use either side of that. Cabrera's yeah. the cheaper one, obviously. Story's your high-impact, high-risk-reward guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's... He, he's obviously cooled off a lot. Got the strikeouts are up, yeah. and Harvey has enough stuff to continue that strikeout streak with Story. Uh, but there's also potential for home runs, doubles, triples, stolen bases. You know, the whole package is there with Story. Yeah. Uh, also liking uh, Brandon Crawford today against Shelby Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy who, you know, a bit of a lower price point, still can. Uh, Get you there with the home runs, uh, multiple hits sometimes. Uh, a little more strikeout prone than I'd like uh, in general, but I think with against Miller and the way he's pitching this year, it's just an excellent matchup. Yeah. Uh, loving Francisco Lindor today as a high floor guy mm-hmm. against uh, Ricky Nolasco. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that matchup speaks for itself. And also love Jonathan BR against Christian Friedrich today. Uh, yeah. Again, speaks for itself. Uh, with Scooter Jeanette back, he's going to be down in the order against righties again. Uh, he's batting eighth, I think, yesterday. But uh, against lefties, he bumps back up to second in the order. So yep. uh, should be batting second today, and that'll be good. He's very capable of handling them. And Friedrich's not going to go deep. And the Padres' bullpen is nothing special other than the immortal Fernando Rodney, who's hasn't allowed <laughs> a run yet this year. But the rest of the bullpen, yeah. whatever. Uh, so... Yeah, no, I love VR. I loved him in the preseason, and not for a high ceiling, but just a decent floor. And that he's as a switch hitter, and he bats high in the lineup and can steal bases. He's kind of an option most most days. This is a bad matchup, uh, so uh, a bad bad pitcher. So it should be a good matchup for him. I also wrote Xander Bogarts uh, getting mm-hmm. Lance McCullers. It's not great, uh, simply that he prefers lefties, but. Sandra Bogarts has mashed lefties to like an off the top of my head like a thousand OPS or something, maybe more. But righties is still almost eight hundred. It's not like he's been bad against righties. He's been pretty okay. Right. And again, the Red Sox lineup is hot. I don't want to get suckered into that just going with the hot hand, but they are rolling. I think McCullers is fine. I like him as a pitcher. If he's making his debut, and I want to pick him up in most leagues because he was good last year and he's talented. But this is a really tough first matchup for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially for a young guy. I'm clear of it. <laughs> I could see him getting, you know, roughed up today and people dropping him. And I'm like, no, go grab him. Like, I want him in my, my deeper leagues for sure. But I don't know that I want him in this matchup. Um, anyway, I like Xander Bogarts. Again, he's definitely a lefty masher. This is my matchup against a righty. He's going to be okay. He's he's not incompetent against righties by any means. And so if the price fits for, for your specific uh, your lineup, I, I don't hate that at all. Um, I love Lindor. I wrote Tulo in the same as Russell Martin. Tulo's been bad, but if you need to get out of your slump as a lefty matching uh, Blue Jays guy, I think Martin Perez might be the solution. I think there'll be a lot of people on base for him, so uh, his price is way down. He's doing down the lineup a little bit. Um, so it's not a, a 
giant thumbs up or anything, but I don't think he's off the table by any means. Um, I have a Ledmus Diaz getting Ross Stripling, um, which is a fine matchup for him. Uh, he can hit righties. And then uh, the last name I had, uh, do you like Kettle Marte at all? Like this is a pun, yeah. as a cheap guy. He, he's a guy I like. Yeah, he's he's not a stud. He's not gonna you know light things up. But if you wanted a cheap option at shortstop again, he's getting Nick Tropiano, and I think Nick Tropiano can be fine. But uh, Kettle Marte, they like to use up in the lineup sometimes, and it's kind of weird to say, still adjusting. But the Mariners are becoming a bad pitching matchup. Just in terms of, like they're mm-hmm. hot, they're hitting, they have decent hitters, and uh, Kettle Marte the- getting involved in that scoring could do just fine. He's a switch hitter, so we can take advantage of that little bit of a platoon against uh, Tropiano. I don't know. I don't love it, but I think it's definitely an option. The, the thing about the Mariners lineup is they have guys who can mash from both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Cruz who can destroy lefties. Cano can take out righties. Yeah. Uh, you got some platoon types like uh, uh, Franklin Gutierrez yeah. and uh, Seth Smith. They uh, got trading off, and they both you know, they both mashed opposite handers. Yeah. Uh, so it, it really makes for tough matchups for opposing pitchers. Yeah, there's going to be somebody to hit you on one side or the other. Um, and so Kettle Marte is a switch hitter, and I don't know if he's going to mash the ball, but he can get involved in that scoring. So yeah. that's that's an option. It's not my favorite. Is it's not like the best one, but it's certainly an option at shortstop. So, um, do you have any shortstops we didn't get to? I'm pretty sure that covered everything. Yeah. yeah. There's- there's plenty. All right, so uh, there's plenty of outfielders, as always. I want to talk a little bit about the Coors guys, because we've talked about uh, picking some righties against Matt Harvey. And I agree that you can pick on Matt Harvey, which is too bad, because I wanted to be good. But uh, <laughs> but so far, he's, he's had trouble this year. And if you just look at the, the vanilla platoon splits, it's been lefties that have been ruining him. And I realize it's only in seven starts. I'm not reading way too much into it. But it's a 909 OPS to lefties and a 625 OPS to righties. So I guess that's, I don't know if it's his weakness, but it's where he's been hit so far. And so that doesn't mean I don't trust Arenado and I don't trust Trevor Story. I think they're right-handed. They'll be okay. But um, that left-handed Rockies outfield, that is a big green light for me. If you want to pick on uh, Matt Harvey, he's had trouble with those lefties. That means Gerardo Parra. That means Charlie Blackman. That means uh, Carlos Gonzalez. Pick one. Yes. Uh, they'll be expensive. But this is the matchup that I think is going to be okay. At least if you're believing what you've seen so far. If Matt Harvey goes and throws eight scoreless, I'm not going to fall out of my chair. Yeah, I'd be no like, one will be surprised. Uh, <laughs> but I also don't think it's a stay away. I think if you want to go Rockies outfielders, uh, even when it says Matt Harvey, I'm okay with that, especially in Colorado. So I'm starting there. Um, Bryce Harper against Tom Calder is fine if you can afford it. That's a fine matchup for him. Um, I asked Matt this the other day. Again, with the Ryan Zimmerman thing, this walk mania that not only the Cubs do, but some other managers are doing too. Uh, does that suppress your DFS feeling uh, ceiling for uh, Bryce Harper at all? That he's getting that walked a lot more? I mean, it, it increases his floor, maybe, and this all might even out and not be a thing in a few weeks. But uh, are you a little less likely to spend the bajillion dollars on Bryce Harper knowing that they might just walk him all the time? Yeah, you know, Harper's been... Harper's not treated me well this year, so yeah. I've, I've had trouble kind of picking the right days with him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I feel like this matchup against Kohler should be almost an automatic green light, but it, it's also a time when they might just avoid him. Yeah. And 
still get points for walks, but it's not. Yeah, you get, you've got points, but if you're playing GPPs, you want, you want Harper swinging. You, yeah. You're paying all that money. You're paying for a shot at 30 points or whatever. Right. You pay all that money uh, and you, you get six points. You're like, okay. You don't want the nice six or nine point day. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you, you need those sometimes, but uh, not the the best output for a GPP type setting. Yep. One thing I will mention, he's 4,300 on FanDuel, which makes him the, he's tied for fourth most expensive, but that's just an extremely reasonable price tag for Harper. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than happy to pay that. Uh, even if you're worried about walks, yeah. uh, it's well worth it. He, if he gets just one pitch that he can hit out of the park, that'll be uh, more than money earned. And I think he can match against Tom Kohler. So uh, it's a green light for me. Um, It's interesting. I'm not staying away because of this walk mania. It's just Mm -hmm. something to consider. I think that's kind of fun to try and figure out how baseball patterns and news start to affect actual DFS potential. You know, the Zimmerman thing and the Harper thing. You know, Harper's hot and Zimmerman's cold. And to me in my head, I was like almost a little opposite where I'm like, oh, I like Harper less and I like Zimmerman more. Um, Anyway, uh, they're all fine, especially against Tom Kohler. I have J.D. Martinez getting Chris Tillman. Again, just willing to pick right-handed Tigers guys against Tillman whose splits aren't anything. Um, Martinez will be fine there. I wrote Giancarlo Stanton and Marcelo Zuna against Gio Gonzalez. They like to hit lefties, but again, Gio's been fine this year. So I think they're okay, but not necessarily where I'm going to go. Um, I, there's a lot of outfielders to pick from. I would rather pick a, a matchup I'm more excited about. Uh, that might be Domingo Santana and Ryan Braun getting Christian Friedrich. Um, especially Braun if you can afford it because he can handle himself against righties. Also, once that bullpen comes in, uh, Domingo Santana can mash lefties. He might only get one or two at-bats against Friedrich if things go badly and he gets knocked out of the game. Um, so he might not get as much of an opportunity against lefties as you want. Ryan Braun, I'm fine with all nine innings. He's going to be okay. Um, I wrote down Jay Bruce getting uh, Jeremy Hellickson. Nothing exciting about that, but he yeah, can still hit just fine. Uh, nothing to avoid there. Um, I have Mookie Betts and Jackie Bradley Jr. getting Lance McCullers. Uh, do you have strong opinions about Jackie Bradley? I've talked about him on the podcast a little bit, too. He has that crazy game the other day. He goes through these insane hot streaks. His scouting profile was never that he was going to be a huge masher. Uh, yeah. He's like 26. Like, are the, you the way I'm in? treating him right now is like Chris Carter. Okay. So when he's, I'm going with the hot hand approach with him, uh, and so far it's, it's kind of worked for me. Like sure. I got that big game the other day from him. Yeah. And yeah, he he looks like he can stay on these streaks sometimes. He's gonna cool off eventually, and yeah. you don't want to overplay it. Uh, just as you don't want to do it with Chris Carter, who sure. uh, I forgot to mention when we were at the first base section. Uh, I think Carter's over his last twenty-two. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, yellow light. Yeah, uh, keep it on and make sure he's uh, hitting again before you uh, get too excited. Sure. Uh, but yeah, going back to the outfield, I, I think Bradley's a, a fine matchup today against McCullers, especially because okay. he's probably not going to be at his sharpest. Uh, sure. McCullers that is. I really like the Bradley Jr. to Chris Carter comparison, especially because they are such different players. But, uh, <laughs> I think that's that's really fun because you're right because that's exactly right. There, when it comes to DFS. You know, in the same way I always say that fantasy baseball is not baseball. It's very different. I mean, obviously based on the same thing, but the the good baseball player is not necessarily a good fantasy player and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And it's like uh, Bradley Jr. and Chris Carter are very similar in DFS, but not in baseball. 
Uh, but you're right, hot and cold guys. And, and when Jackie Bradley's on, you see this player that you don't see in the rest of his career. He's supposed to be a like low to medium power, like maybe on base guy. And he's been mashing in time. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested against McCullers and I'm fine with Mookie Betts too. Again, the Red Sox have, I don't have the stats on hand. I think it's 10 runs or more in like four games straight or something. I don't know. They're just, they're <laughs> in fuego for sure. And so, uh, I like McCullers or not in this matchup. Um, Brad, where are you thinking of going in the outfield? Who's, who's jumping off the list here right off the bat? Well, we've talked about picking on Martin Perez today. And mm-hmm. Jose Batista is the expensive version. Uh, Kevin Piar is the uh, cheaper one. Yeah. And so I, either of those directions, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know that I'll be figuring out how to get a full Blue Jays stack together just because I'm a little partial to Chris Sale tonight. Uh, but if you're going to try to use one of the cheaper pitchers, I could see going with a Blue Jays stack with either or both of those guys. And they're also fine as one-offs, too. Other big plays, I think. I don't hate J.D. Martinez and Justin Upton against Chris Tillman. Uh, I, I don't trust Tillman to be consistent, and I think this is one of those situations where you can take advantage of two good power hitters aren't really playing too well against a pitcher who will scare off pretty much everyone. Uh, you'll have... You know, ownership rates probably around 2.5% on both those guys, and mm-hmm. they still have plenty of power potential at Camden Yards. Do you believe in Justin Upton to get it together? I mean, eventually. Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about Justin Upton at all right now. He he does this. You know, mm-hmm. this is not uncommon for him. And he'll disappear for an entire month, and then the next month he'll hit 340 with like a, a 650 slugging percentage. And I'm just waiting for that shoe to drop. And, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to catch it on the front end myself uh, before his uh, price skyrockets. Do you, uh, what, are you, what are you doing with Stephen Wright getting the Astros? Stephen Wright, this knuckleballer. I'm, I've talked about it on the podcast, too. I like I'm, him. I'm, I'm hands off. <laughs> you're just staying away. Uh, I'm not taking Astros. I'm not taking Stephen Wright. I'm just going to observe and see what happens. Uh, so if if not on DFS on Friday in this matchup in general, do you believe in him? I mean, I just saying I'm I like believing in it when he's hot. Uh, and with Dicky maybe reaching close to the end, I've said that it's fun to see another knuckleballer. Yeah. Hopefully, I like I like having a knuckleball pitcher in baseball still. And yeah, uh, I agree. I, I don't. There need has him to be that. one. <laughs> I, I don't need him to have a two ERA or whatever he has all year. But as long as he's in the rotation and it's like a guy. I'm like, great. That's awesome. Uh, and so getting the Astros, there's a lot of strikeouts they have there. If you are feeling really, really brave and you want to do it in a GPP, I don't think it's nuts. He's been good. The knuckleball's clearly working for him. Uh, if he went out and allowed seven runs, it wouldn't be shocked. Uh, he could blow up your, your stack for sure. But, uh, sorry, we'll get to that in pitchers. I did write down, uh, Colby Rasmus, though, uh, in Fenway mm-hmm. could connect with one. Um, in terms of outfielders, I don't think picking against Stephen Wright is crazy either. They're, those knuckleballs are just yeah, kind of it, a giant. It's not a bad idea as a fade. Yeah. They're uh, just something that won't be popular. Yeah. Um, do you like, uh, I want to pick twins against Josh Tomlin. And if you're looking for homers from a homer prone guy, it's Miguel Sano, right? Yeah. Sano's been weird this year. I don't mm-hmm. know where his power is. <laughs> I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the yeah. ball to leave the yard. And he, he did get one out yesterday, but, yeah. uh, just the one, and it's been 
pretty quiet from him here year round so far. Yeah, he certainly um, has so, the potential, but it's yeah. I'm I'm waiting for it to happen. I'm wondering if maybe a little stint on the farm would do him wonders. Him and Byron. Uh, it's it's not going to happen. You know, he's hitting well enough that they're going to keep him on the major league team. But yeah, those it, twins it might I... still jumpstart him if they think about it. It's a it's a very poorly managed team. Uh, Sano isn't part of the problem uh, in terms of the management, but mm-hmm. uh, other facets of it are just pretty baffling. Yeah. Uh, anytime they call up, like Jorge Polanco has been up a couple times, doesn't get the play. Uh, he, he, he's usually a much better option than the guys who are playing. Uh, they didn't give Max Kepler any chances when he was up. They're sticking with Kevin Jepsen as the closer, even though it's just – been no reason to. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Jepsen on there. It's been bad. Yeah. yeah. And you got Trevor May, who has looked like the best pitcher in their bullpen the entire year, uh, mm-hmm. even with Glenn Perkins healthy. Uh, see, he's he's finally actually p- pitching a setup role, at least. Uh, they're using him in the early innings for a while. Yeah. Uh, it, there, there's a lot of baffling things going on with that team. Yeah, for sure. It, they remind me, this just occurred to me, so I haven't like thought this out a lot. They remind me of like the 2009-ish Mariners who like were really bad for a long time and then had like, one pretty good year. Everyone's like, oh, they're like getting better and they're like trending the right way. And so everyone was like, next year they'll be like even better. And that was the <laughs> Twins this year where like they played pretty well last year. And everyone's like, yeah, the Twins are now legit. And it's like, no. It's the Bill James thing where like, if a team suddenly makes a big jump up, you shouldn't expect them to go farther. You should expect them to be right. closer to the middle. And the twins are unless you're that. the Cubs. Yeah, unless you're the <laughs> Cubs. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Astros Cubs. are following that model too. They're having a rough season. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, regression is mean. Um, so we <laughs> have notably not picked any. Raise hitters against Rich Hill. I, I was going to make a point of mentioning their outfielders. Uh, uh, the Rays have a lot of good guys who hit lefties. I think Logan Forsythe might be back. I am on the Rich Hill train all day, um, so I'm not picking against Rich Hill. I think you can. Uh, for me, it's Steven Souza. Is that your your number one Rays outfielder? I'm a I'm a Brandon Geyer fan when it comes to left handed pitchers. You were going to say Brandon Geyer guy, weren't, weren't you? Almost. Yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to make a uh, quick edit. <laughs> but sure. uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Brandon Geyer guy, and uh, Sue's is someone who we, we we can go back to Chris Carter again. Yeah, uh, just uh, or, or maybe Pedro Alvarez is the better cop for him. Yes. Uh, just one of those two homer guys who um, more days than not you're going to get a handful of strikeouts and curse his name. Uh, but when when he hits and uh, when you get him on the right day and get the spike, it's going to be a, a lineup making proposition for you. Yeah. Uh, so you got him, uh, and then uh, Steve Pierce also counts as an outfielder. Oh yeah, uh, he's another lefty masher. That's uh Matt like Timmy uh, picked him on his two homer day the other day, but yeah, finally showing it can hit lefties. The Rays have a lot of those interesting lefty masher guys. It's a tough matchup for Rich Hill. He's he looks like he's probably like the second best pitcher of the slate based yeah. on talent. Yeah. But that lefty mashing raise lineup really makes it tough to pick him. For me, Rich Hill's lines has just been he's either getting himself into tons of trouble with walks and hit by pitches, which yes, the lineup gets credit for drawing the walks also. But I feel like you you it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing. You're either getting uh 
the Rich Hill that's on and throwing the strikes he needs, and he's going to rack up the strikeouts and be great. Or he could go three and a third. He could hit two guys and walk five and just be toast. Um, his last outing was weirdly kind of in the middle, but most of them have either been really good or really bad. Uh, so there's there's potential for a bad outing, I, I admit that. But there's also a ten strikeout outing in him, too. Uh, I'm, I'm, we'll get to him on pitchers. Um, I have Nomar Mazzara getting Ari Dickey. Nomar Mazzara hasn't stopped hitting since he came up. He'll be just fine. Yeah. I, I think we can just trust him as a bona fide hitter already. He could go through his slumps because he's young, but so far he's fine. I said Santana and Braun getting Friedrich. Um, he's come up a few times this week. Do you believe in Melvin Upton Jr. as a DFS player, not a regular baseball player, a DFS player at all? A little bit of pop. He gets Junior Guerra. You, you, you can use him. Yeah. He's not going to be... It's a lot of zeros. He's, he's not going to be the guy that a projection system's going to pick out and say, this is exciting. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to try to you know sneak some value in an unpopular player, yes. uh, he usually bats fifth. Yeah. And I mean, Padres' lineup's terrible, but it has its days because every lineup has its days. Yeah. And we're going to use the Padres Miller Park's place. <laughs> and you don't believe in Junior Guerra, like I assume, for the Brewers. Like, he hasn't been great. He's, he's like a 30 year old journeyman. Like, if you want Padres hitters. So, Melvin Upton Jr. is not exciting. Are there other Padres outfielders? Do you want Matt Camp? Do you want John Jay? Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with them, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, if. You're willing to use Upton. Those are better options probably than him. Yeah. And uh, better roles in the lineup, too. And then uh, might as well finish the Padres stack. There's Brett Wallace batting cleanup. <laughs> there it is. We brought him up this week, too. Uh, one of those forgotten quad A guys. Matt said that wanted to know why I hadn't gone to Asia yet because he probably would go mash in Asia because he certainly yeah. has hitting talent but never put it together here. Uh, and he could run into one. Um so that's not as exciting, though. And again, on a day like Friday, you don't need to do question marks. There's too many good options. Um, I had Eric Hosmer going to Yankee Stadium, getting Julio Tehran. Alex Gordon, too, who's not thumping the ball. But uh, Julio Tehran has that uh, that split. And I think I think he'll be fine there um, just in terms of he's been okay this year, but his struggle is lefty. So if you want uh, Alex Gordon um, getting him, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I wrote, you know, I put all the Colorado uh, outfielders against Harvey. Put the Mets outfielders against John Gray. Again, I think John Gray has talent, but Coors Field is not the place for him. So if you want Conforto, if you want Granderson, even if you want Cespedes, uh, they're fine there. Giants outfielders getting Shelby Miller. I'm fine with that, too. Again, I, I am not believing Shelby Miller. So if you want Pence, if you want Span, I think they'll be okay. And then I wrote a couple Mariners lefties getting Nick Tropiano, Seth Smith, and Leonis Martin who can't hit lefties, but they can't hit righties like Tropiano. And so if you want to try and get some uh, some walks and some hits there, I think that would be just fine. Not exciting players, but could could get you points. Maybe it's your third outfielder. Uh, Brad, did you have any other outfield options we didn't discuss? Yeah, I got one more in the Justin Upton vein, and that's okay. Adam Jones. Okay. Uh, guy who hasn't really been present this year. Last five games, I'm counting them up, and it's... Eight hits in 24 at-bats. Hitting 333. So, yep. Yeah. Saw a little streak, two home runs over that period. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be coming back to life. Might not. 
We'll see in time, but He's, Justin Verlander, not a terrible matchup for him. Adam Jones has been too good, too good for too long for me to like be out after a bad month, month and a half. Um, his lack of walks keeps his floor kind of low. Like yeah. if if the, if it drops out, am I drop out? Regression is yeah. an issue. I've been saying for better part of two years now that he's someone who I expect to really just disappear suddenly. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think we're still maybe a year before when I expect that to actually happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly possible. This is the year he just stops being a viable major league regular. Yeah. Uh, but I think he'll bounce back, have uh, you know one or two more years left in the tank before it's a real problem. Uh, the issue is he's got this aggression I, I don't foresee him uh, adjusting. Like, a lot of players later in their career, they make up for lesser bat speed with uh, better plate discipline. Mm-hmm. I don't see that really happening with Jones. So when yeah. the, the physical skills start to disappear, it's just all going to fall apart. Yeah, he never had that. I think once it falls out, you know, there's power, and he'll still, he'll always, even when he's declining, connect with one every once in a while. Yeah. But if yeah, you're not Ryan careful, Howard still hits some runs. It doesn't do anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're not careful, you're a 280 on base guy. And, you know, when you stop hitting. Um, so, yeah, but no, against Verlander, we like Orioles guys to go for home runs today, and I'm fine with that also. Uh, still trusting Adam Jones today, just maybe not n- next year. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, on to pitchers. Chris Sale goes to Yankee Stadium. You're not worried about that, right? No. Uh... I, I don't love him being in Yankee Stadium, but the Yankees are just so crappy. They don't have lefties, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they don't have that many guys who hit lefties. Uh, the ones who I maybe think about, like A-Rod, are not healthy. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's not too much to worry about there. And then you know the, the park isn't terrible for its right-handed park factors. You know, like, they're, they're still good for hitters, but they're not like, so mm-hmm. ridiculous as the left-handed ones are. Yeah, uh, I, I think Sale can be fine. The, the issue I have with him is he's so much more expensive than yeah. what I'd want to pay. Yeah. Uh, if if I, you, I'm, I'm still probably going to use him. If <laughs> I'll, you, I'll be honest. If you're the type to build a lineup around an ace, he gets the thumbs up. He's fine. There's not yeah. big concerns. If you want to go with the ace, you can. But it's kind of a conscious lineup decision to build that way to go with that. Um, I have Gio Gonzalez getting the Marlins. Again, Gio's been good, and the Marlins don't scare me that much. I mean, he has to not serve one up to Stanton and Ozuna, but they don't have a lot of other guys. Uh, we didn't mention Martin Prado. I guess that would be a pretty good guy to hit lefties because he's just been so on fire, but Gio's been pretty good too. So I think that matchup's okay. I'm a Gio guy, and you get strikeouts there. Um, I wrote Stephen yeah. Wright getting Houston. one five two ERA, zero nine nine whip. I clearly don't believe in those numbers, but when he's on, he's on, and he's getting plenty of uh, plenty of uh, run support from the red hot Red Sox. So I don't know. That's a that's for me if I'm playing a cheap like two dollar GPP, and I'm like, let's see what the knuckleballer does. Why not build one around that? Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put a ton of confidence in it. That's a for fun play that could totally work. Rich Hill against Tampa Bay is the same thing, just even more confidence. I say go nuts. Uh, he could. He could not have it today, and it could go nowhere. He could easily give you a zero or, you know, nominal no real points. But there's ten strikeouts in him every time he's out. It's it's possible. You could get not Chris Sale numbers, but you could get uh, ace numbers there. Are you considering Rich Hill in your GPPs or your plays today? Not quite. Yeah. Uh, part, part of the issue is price isn't really 
what I'd like it to be mm-hmm. uh, for that matchup. Uh, if it was a more right-handed lineup, I'd probably be all for it, especially uh, at uh, Tropicana Field, uh, just a good place for pitching. I, I am worried about those lefties. I mean, uh, those righties. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a high-variance matchup, I think. Yes, exactly. Every Like it is every time for him. Um, yeah. uh, Especially high-variance. <laughs> yeah. On, on the flip side, we got a tweet last night asking about uh, Oda Rizzi and Nate Carnes, but uh, we both said we like Oda Rizzi getting Oakland. There's no hesitation there, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, my, I, I do have some concerns from a DFS perspective, uh, just because uh, you know, the, the Hill matchup isn't great. Uh, Odorizzi hasn't really been pitching too deeply into games, and the Rays are known for mm-hmm. uh, getting into their bullpen pretty early when they have the opportunity, especially in close games. Uh, so Odorizzi, uh, I'm looking at his scores for this year. Uh, his, his season high on FanDuel is a 44, which equates to kind of like an average outing. Yeah. Uh, there's most of his outings have been less than that. And if you dig into the numbers, they look fine, but they're just you're not getting DFS points out of it. Yeah. Even though he's kept runs off the board okay, three one oh ERA, one one six whip, you look at that line, you're like, Yeah, he's been plenty competent, but not going deep enough to really get your points on. A, a big issue is the zero wins. Uh especially yeah. in FanDuel, the wins just so important. Yeah. And that's you know, and it's opposite Rich Hill. <laughs> so it could be tough. Um, so I, I like Odorizzi, but yeah, there are some, some blemishes there. Um, are you considering Josh Tomlin only really because he gets the twins? Uh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll mention Tanner Roark just cause that, that seems to fit this, uh, particular right. discussion. Uh, so if Tanner Roark get 15 strikeouts, gets the twins, anyone's a viable pick against them. Right. Uh, I, I still wasn't really giving... Tomlin a very serious consideration tonight. Mm-hmm. I worry about him in general just being yeah. homer prone. I, I don't uh, love him. I just he has don't. good outings. He, Some he people has like good him. outings. And he's got six wins on the season. Yeah. Like or maybe it's five, but you know, he, he's pitching well. I'm I'm not a Tomlin guy. I'm not picking him. I just know some people were, so I was trying to see if you were a Tomlin guy. I I'm not it, really. He he strikes me as a five to six inning guy, and yeah. I try to avoid those in DFS yeah. unless it's a thin slate. Um, so where are you looking at, uh, for pitcher? I mean, I listed some, are there some that you're a little bit more excited about if you don't want to pay for Chris Sale? So I mentioned, I try to avoid five to six inning guys. And he mentioned mm-hmm. that you're not afraid of junior Guerra on DraftKings. He is the cheapest pitcher by a very, very steep margin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like 4,000 something. Sure. Uh, he's up against Christian Friedrich. There, there's a good chance he gets a win. A cheap, win. uh, he, yeah, a very cheap win. The cheapest uh, he, win. He's pitched six innings in both his outings. Uh, wasn't particularly good or bad in either of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the he, he gave up, I think, four runs in both of them. But yeah. this, this is the Padres. They're a terrible team. He has swing and miss stuff. He can put up you know, six innings, six strikeouts, a win. Uh, he had it all together, and that's a pretty good outing for just dirt cheap. Yeah. And... So I, I can see using him as a bargain today, uh, especially with DraftKings where he's super cheap and you compare him with Chris Sale and, you know, it's like using two average pitchers and you're, you got upside for so much more. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick about a pitcher that you're clearly and we're clearly not excited about, 
You're not like, yeah, I love Junior Guerra, but you're like, in this context, it's all about context and value. And yeah, you know, it'll be easy to be like, oh, I can't believe he picked Junior Guerra. And it's like, yeah, but look, you know, look at yeah. what's, uh, look, yeah. It's the Padres. It's a matchup that should be a win for the Brewers. Yeah. And the Brewers are, they're, they're an offense that often comes up very highly rated in projections. Mm-hmm. And the, they don't seem to perform quite to that level. They're not doing what the Red Sox do, for example. Sure. Uh, so uh, you have days where you feel like they should put up eight runs because they're facing garbage pitching. They faced so many bad pitchers this year. Yeah. And some of those days they put up one run or zero. Yeah. And so that that's a risk even against Christian Friedrich. I, I like the the Guerra pick. That's that's one that I yeah. definitely didn't consider it, on the it's list. It's your high risk, high reward bargain pick for the yeah. day. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, how about uh, do you like Nate Carnes getting the Angels? Are the Angels becoming a team we can stream against? Yeah, they're a team I target because they have Mike Trout. I, I've taken to calling them the Los Angeles Trouts. Yeah, that's about uh, it. Yeah. There, there's no real reason to call them the Angels anymore. They don't have 25 players. It's just the one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Carnes has always been good as solid ratios. He's the poster boy for not going deep. They'll let him go yes. probably six innings. Um, and, you know, after that, but he easily goes six innings, one run, or two runs, you know, and yeah. four or five strikeouts. It's going to be nothing special, probably not going to win you your day, but... He's not as not as cheap and not as bad as Junior Guerra, but like totally viable, right? Right. He he's definitely viable. On FanDuel, I don't like his price. It's eighty five hundred. That's mm-hmm. six hundred more than Odorizzi, who we talked about liking more than him in yeah. general. Uh, it's right there with um, you know, guys like Michael Waka and Edison Boquez, who I happen to like more than him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the price is wrong on FanDuel. I, I didn't write down what it was on DraftKings, yeah. but I think it's a little cheaper. If it fits, it's okay. Uh, what about Nick Tropiano going to Seattle? Do you like Nick Tropiano in general? Maybe not this matchup. We said <sighs> Seattle. You have to stay away right now. Do, do you... Yeah, I, I like him in general, and as you mentioned, I think the Seattle matchup's just the wrong one for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do like his price tag, too, though, and uh, he's another guy who's down right around the Junior Guerra uh, price oh. point. That's probably too cheap uh, for a guy that's yeah. actually talented. I don't know. It's right, it's, especially I'm, on Fanduel. He's actually three hundred cheaper than Guerra there. Yeah. Um, to me, that's an option. A few thousand uh, more on DraftKings. Um, I mean, being in the Northwest, it's fun to see the Mariners be good. I'm still trying to let that like soak in and understand that I'm not trying this dream at Safeco Field. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's nuts if it's that cheap. Um, would you consider Edinson Volquez getting the Braves because it's the Braves? Yeah, it, it's the Triple uh, A Gwinnett. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I I'm not an Edinson Volquez guy. I've always just no. Of I'm not either. He's in, incredibly frustrating. I hate taking him. But it's the Braves. every time I pick him, he, it's he, he's not, It feels like he's either going to have like a studly outing or just completely crap the bed and leave you. Yeah. Well, hanging. This is one of the best matchups you can get. It's yeah, it's it doesn't best. get better than this for Edison Volquez. So if you believe in him at all and he's at home, like sure, you you can go with it. I'm not excited about it. You can go with it though. Um, worth mentioning. Uh, also, Jeff Samarja going the desert, going to Arizona. I'm not a huge Jeff Samarja guy, but he's been fine this year, and he can go deep in yeah. games. Um, are you considering that? Yeah, I, I'd give it a thought because he's 
he's very inconsistent, but it's it's almost a matchup proof type of inconsistency, and mm-hmm. he they do let him pitch deep into games. Uh, to give you an example, like he had like a really strong eight inning start at Coors Field earlier in the season, mm-hmm. and then you know not so long ago he had a really crappy start at Petco Park against the Padres. Uh, so you, you got a wide range of possible outcomes, and it almost doesn't matter where he's pitching or uh, what lineup he's facing. You don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the ceiling is there for him to have the top outing of the day, he could also be pretty bad. Yeah. Um, are there any other pitchers for you on Friday? Uh, the only one I'd mention would be jo- Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, kind of same situation as Junior Guerra, but a higher ceiling. Sure. Uh, you have a matchup against Brandon Finnegan, which really should convert to a Phillies win. Uh, so. Phillies lineup, obviously, not even approaching the Brewers lineup, which is another rebuilding team. Uh, yeah. Not really something you think about as a good lineup, but definitely a lot better in the Phillies. And so there's a potential that they zero out against Brandon Finnegan. Uh, but if they do what they're supposed to do on score runs, then Hellickson should earn an easy win. And he has days where he's very good. Uh, a few games back, he pretty much blanked the Washington Nationals. Two hits, three walks, eight strikeouts over seven innings. Uh, if he does anything like that against the Reds, which they're a weaker team, uh, he could be one of the top values. So if you're feeling really brave, there's a, there's a stack here. There's a lineup where you can go Junior Guerra and or Hellickson and or Nick Tropiano and then just mm-hmm. pick Orioles and Rockies and uh, even some Blue Tigers. Jays, Mets, whoever Blue you want to use. There's a lot of hitters with uh, good yeah. matchups today, uh, and then you could, you know, just try and get two cheap wins out of your. Could be could be a fun slugging DFS lineup day. Uh, it would be a viable strategy, but like you said, you can also go Chris Sale. Something wrong with that, yeah. Either. So, and for GPPs, I, I like the thought of going with the cheap ones on days mm-hmm. like this, uh, just because a lot of guys or a lot of players do start with pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, they build around, you know, the guy they want to use, at least the ones who are, you know, kind of uh, more recreational one-off type lineups. Uh, obviously, anyone using a simulator, that's, you know, they're going to get a, a wide range of outcomes and probably enter 100 lineups in a GPP. Sure. Yeah, and if you're a GPP in a day like this, picking more upside hitters is, I don't know, I haven't thought this out a lot, but it gives you more of a ceiling, I suppose, just in terms of a lot of guys that could go off as opposed to... Mm-hmm trying to click on one pitcher. So, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, for the contest, Matt and I, there, there was not a lot of options on Friday. Matt and I both went with Carnes. Um, really, the one of the only other options, at least for streaming, that you wouldn't do for a lesser-owned guy might be Tropiano. But we both believe in Carnes uh, in that matchup. But that'll be an interesting one. Um, Brad, let's take a quick peek just at Saturday and Sunday. Um, on Saturday, uh, I want to see maybe what sticks out to you. Um, for streaming, I'm going with Matt Moore, who's, uh, getting the A's. I like his upside and I like his strikeouts. He's definitely, things can go wrong, but I'm not that worried about uh, the A's and he's at home. Um, and that's opposite Kendall Graveman. Those are two interesting pitchers. Um, Matt likes AJ Cole. Are you interested in AJ Cole from the Nationals at all? Not necessarily in this matchup against the Marlins, but, uh, in general, kind of an interesting prospect for them. Do you have much on him? Uh, so, so Cole's someone who I, I've 
gotten a chance to see a few times. Mm-hmm. And the, the issue is command. He reminds me a little bit of, so he's like a, a much slower throwing Willie Peralta or Robbie Ray, where okay. he can put strikes in the zone, but the, the issue is he can't really spot them well. And that can create some serious problems at the major league level. Uh, that's why you, you see bad results out of Peralta and Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they both have you know plus looking fastballs, but they put them in the wrong spots too often. Sure. And Cole doesn't have his plus fastball. His runs ninety ninety one most days. Uh, so uh, sometimes he can hump it up. I don't know what he's doing this year. I haven't really seen much of him uh, yet. Uh, but the uh, I noticed the walk numbers aren't there. Uh, he's got like 4.4 walks per nine. And uh, you know, I'm mentioning he's got bad command, but he's still avoided walks in the past. So it's not good to see that they're up now. And he's got some like a five point something ERA in the yeah. minors too. Yeah. Interesting guy. I don't know if I'm believing on Saturday. That's where Matt's going. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm also excited to see Jose Quintana go to Yankee Stadium. He's been awesome so far. Uh, we'll see if that keeps up again. Uh, they don't hit lefties that well. He, he's not Chris Sale, but it's still a, a fine matchup. Um, is there anything on Saturday that stuck out to you that you're excited to either pick on or at least watch? Oh, I, I didn't realize Matt Moore was under 50% owned again. Uh, yeah. So that definitely is of interest for, uh, you know, field of streams and, uh, you know, streaming picks in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wrote about Dylan G yeah. in... Uh, the daily grind today because he's making his first start of the season. Uh, not a particularly good pitcher, but it's up against the Braves, a triple A team, as yeah. I am frequently pointing out. And uh, Mo- Mike Fulton who's just not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, so I-, I don't know how long G is going to be able to pitch, maybe five innings, uh, maybe six tops, uh, but probably on the lower end. I-, mm-hmm. I don't think they're really worried about keeping him healthy or anything, so they won't too tough on the pitch count yeah uh, still you know you're looking for a cheap win here yeah no i like that that was on my list too i went with with more but i, I was interested in dylan g and then um on sunday uh, we had a question in the chat asking if somebody would cut juan nicasio for trevor bauer trevor bauer's entered this cleveland rotation he's been okay he's been you know there's potential there i don't know he's gonna keep it going he struggled in the bullpen earlier in the year but uh, he yeah. is the Twins, which is a great matchup for him. Uh, I like that. I think he should be okay there. Um, personally, I think I do drop Nicasio for him. Um, I, I trust Nicasio okay, but Bauer has those strikeouts, and they, they draw me in. So I don't know if, if you would take that. But um, I'm excited to see him on, on Sunday. Uh, who are you thinking about going with, uh, or at least, again, not even DFS necessarily, but what jumps off the, the schedule for you on Sunday that you're excited to watch? I'm not sure that I'm willing to use him, but I do want to see how Chris Devensky does against the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he's he's a guy who's shown a pretty interesting repertoire. Uh, not someone who's at all celebrated entering the season, uh, but I can see him being a viable Major League starter. Certainly not a 1.72 ERA, but uh, maybe something more like a 3.6. Mm-hmm. And you know that's something that works. That's something that's going to be streamable in the right games. The Red Sox are not that, but the Astros could end up beating Sean O'Sullivan if you're in a need of an emergency win in like an H2H format. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, on Sundays. Sundays are great streaming days where you go, oh, crap, I'm down two wins, you know, or whatever. 
or, or yeah. you need that for the helmet. You got to make something work. It might be Chris Davinsky. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I'm interested in him. He's been interesting. Ruby De La Rosa gets the Giants. Looks like he might be getting things together. It'd be fun to see that. That'll be a good test for him. Adam Conley goes to Washington. Still trying to figure out what he mm-hmm. is, but uh, but I want to see that box score. Um, Matt's picking Danny Duffy getting the Braves. Um, which again, the I don't know that I believe in Danny Duffy, but I believe in that yeah. matchup. He's opposite yeah, Matt Whistler. Matt Whistler's been interesting. That's a guy who's been really bad, but has had good stuff and at times puts it together. He might be turning a corner. So uh, Whistler at the Royals against uh, Duffy is kind of interesting on Sunday as well. But uh, I'm going with Bauer getting getting the Twins. Um, Kevin Gosman gets the Tigers. Kevin Gosman's been good if he can come out and like. Put a put a stamp on on the Tigers as kind of a exclamation point would be interesting. Um, anybody else for you on Sunday that, that's sticking out? Aaron Sanchez. Adam Morgan's please. a guy I'm keeping track of. Yeah, you uh, think there's something there? Again, in the same sort of sense as Chris Davinsky, where you're talking about you know, back of the rotation, there mm-hmm. there will be days you can use him rather than you know full time roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's got some swing and miss stuff. Uh, Fastball's not terribly exciting, uh, but he's a lefty, and he can get by on wiles, and he has them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could stick in the majors, and the Phillies have, uh, you know, they've turned into a pretty good development club all of a sudden. I know. Uh, it's weird. Uh, they, they've always been sneaky good at developing mediocre pitchers, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting guys like Vance Worley and Jay Happ, uh, they weren't ever supposed to be anything. And they get a couple really good seasons out of them, flip them in a sell high, and then uh, you know those guys still stick around the majors for a long time. Uh, so uh, Morgan might be the next one in that uh, list of guys who really never really expected them to stick in the majors, but ends up working out. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that should do it for us for Friday and for the weekend. Brad, thanks for joining me. I uh, hope you feel better. We'll get you out of here. Hopefully, you can get some rest. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for joining me to, to talk about uh, Friday and what's going on. Brad is on Twitter, at Baseball18. Go join his uh, Daily Grind Invitational after we've just run down all this and where, you guys, you can pick. You have an idea where Brad might be going, <laughs> and uh, he's he's helping you beat him, uh, which is... A, oh, yeah, I'm definitely hoping you defeat me, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, but, but go check that out, uh, for sure. It's a lot of fun. You get to play with other Rotographs listeners. You can join in on Twitter and on the comment section. It's just... Again, I keep saying the thing that I like about it is uh, the best part about regular fantasy baseball is playing with your friends, and you can kind of lose that in DFS. You're playing against strangers, but you start doing these groups like that, and then you start to get to play against Brad and other Rotographs listeners, and that's kind of fun. So check out the Daily Grind Invitational. Um, Brad, what else you got going on? Where, where you been writing? You got anything interesting? Just uh, I, I don't rig- think there's anything too new going on besides the... Uh... Now, the, the invitations are the big things that mm-hmm. I'm pushing these days yeah. uh, when we're having these chats. Uh, the, I, I did get a, uh, a free pass to the, uh, it's called the Dogleg on DraftKings. It's their $33 entry PGA Tour thing. Okay. So I put together a PGA Tour lineup. It's pretty funny. Are you a uh, golf It's not person? doing very well. I don't know anything about golf. <laughs> I, I know, like, the five biggest names, you know, because you hear about them. Sure. Uh, through osmosis somehow. Uh, but that's about all I know. Uh, I was looking through, like, the guys I could pick. Uh, like, oh, Ernie Els. I remember him. <laughs> and, that's funny. Uh, so there's... Uh, 
it, it, it's, it was funny trying to get together a lineup for that because I didn't want to try to cash uh, with a $33 ticket. That's sure. uh, a nice bit of money. Trying I don't out, think I'm going to. <laughs> trying out DFS golf. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would I would be clueless. I would never clue. I'd ask my roommate, and he wouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm mostly counting on beginner's luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. Thanks, Brad. Hope your, your weekend goes well. Thanks for joining us, Brad. Uh, uh, Brad will be joining me next week a little bit. Matt's out of town, so we'll be doing some, some week shows uh, during the week. Um, and then, uh, yeah, other than that, Brad and I are always here on Friday mornings doing these live chats. Hope you like them. Love to hear from you guys. Get this chat going to interaction and then, you know, doing these video shows. We'll be back. Not sure who our guest will be next week, but we'll be back with a guest, uh, next Friday. Um, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. You can holler at me. Let us know what you think of the show. And, uh, yeah, your feedback's appreciated. That should do it for us. Uh, for Brad, I'm Dylan. Have a good weekend and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.